We're back to the Neil Haley show. And, you know, when we talk about being healthy and also suffering through some sort of disease, some sort of health issue, we all have health problems. Look at the number of people have pre-existing conditions and yet could not be carried on a health care unless they go on a specific government plan or got or have to have a job even if they don't want to have a job just to have healthcare that we see and we struggle through certain things. We can't get rid of asthma. We can't get rid of high blood pressure. We're suffering with obesity and multiple things. There's no hope, but our guest today is going to tell us we do have hope. So I'm excited to welcome for Janine Kennedy. Janine, thanks for stopping by. And don't you agree that people are write people off specifically say, Hey, we tried everything. You're going to have to be on this medication forever. And yes, it's still, it's going to just help mask the problem, but you're still going to suffer in pain. You're going to suffer with just problems that are going to occur for life. And you're never really going to live the life you want to live, right? That's right. I, I worked in hospitals for a long time as a nurse in ICU, CCU, and I, I witnessed things all over the U.S. how we were handling healthcare. And I'm just so grateful to um, have a mentor now that has helped me understand how to help health in a different way. Exactly. So let's try to, let's just jump into this, Janine. Let's jump into specifically enough what you can do and who you've helped in your career and explain that process. You work with people that people have given up on. They say, you know what? Oh, you have, you have this issue. It's never going to happen. You're going to have to be on medication for the rest of your life. Let's just give you an example of simple hypertension. Everyone says, oh, you're going to be on medication. There's no way to fix this. Weight loss is going to pick, you're just, you're just built that way. Or somebody's going to tell somebody, you know what, you have specifically some form of asthma or you have certain allergies. And oh, the only way to do it is be on medication the rest of your life. You say no to those things, right, Janine? Absolutely. It's like there's, there's no way you have to be on medications. And I help people understand that for every medication, there's a side effect you'll have to live with the rest of your life. And we can do other, there's other ways we can do other things to heal the body. When we give our body what it needs, the problems go away. When we understand what the root problem is, why do you have hypertension? Why do you have asthma? It's like you just keep going spiraling down until you find the root cause and you solve the root cause, which is always the cells, by the way. Your cells are healthy. If you understand how to fix the cell, then you'll be well. And that's what I do. I teach people how to fix the cells so that they can become well for life. Okay. So let's talk about who you've helped so far and what kind of stories and give a little bit of what you do that is different than other people. Well, I um, currently am helping a young girl, well, she's in her forties that has stage four cancer metastasized to her bones, two years of chemotherapy. And when she gets to the end and can't keep anything vomited 15 times for a year, and they said, well, you have about a month to live, then she was brought to me. And I said, well, you're still alive. There's hope. You know, if, if we're still alive, if there's still life, then there's still a chance to heal the cells and recover. And she's doing well now. So I helped her understand how the body regenerates and heals um, I had an alternative medical doctor, very well-known doctor who Mayo Clinic gave three days to live. And I went to his house and I said, well, tomorrow morning, let's build healthy cells. If we get the good cells ahead of the bad cells, you'll win the war and you can live a long time. And three months later, he's mowing his yard. 
in five years more significant because we don't usually look at long-term. Five years later, he's out flying the plane. So when he was 79, when I met him, still working as a medical doctor, appeared healthy, had good health most of his life, but his health crashed and everyone gave up on him, including Mayo Clinic gave him three days, Chicago gave him maybe a week. Those are great success stories. And what did you do to help them through these processes? What did you like? Is it mostly natural things? What do you do to kind of sit them down and try something different that works as you talk to me off air about? Well, the, the hardest thing is to really understand that there is a different way and, and believe it. It's like no one teaches us how the body heals. No one really um, helps us to understand how do we get nutrients in the cells? If we just go take a vitamin from a vitamin store, it's probably going to clog our body because it's not made in a way that will actually get in the cell. That it's, and no one really told us what nutrient dense food is. And so many people just don't understand what to eat, how to eat, and how to pick a good nutrient. So true. Yeah, and, and, and natural is the right way than pharmaceuticals, right? Well, it's amazing how many people don't know that our body regenerates every seven to eight years and that it happens every morning we get up. We have about 40 billion cells and those cells go around in our body looking for their missing nutrients before they divide and have two babies. So every cell has twins and that's medical knowledge. The 40 billion cells become 80 billion cells every single day and we don't know if those cells are going to our brain or to our heart or to our foot, but we know that every day, 40 billion cells become 80 billion cells approximately. And when they don't have the nutrients that they need to feed their babies, you know, what day do you want to starve your babies and have defective cells? And that starts the progression, just like an iceberg under the water. Every day we're building defective cells. We don't even know we're sick until the iceberg peaks and we have a symptom. Once we have a symptom, we have all those defective cells we've been building for a very long time. And many, many people don't understand that it's very, very possible to have a strong, healthy body and to stop disease if we build healthy cells every day. Fabulous. So that's just great. And the, so basically it's not, it's basically you take a look at how the body works and looks at specific things and you see people and say, well, through your years in nursing, you've figured out some of these things, it sounds like. I've had over 40 years and many mentors. And I, I feel like when I talk to someone, I can see their body working in my mind. When if they can tell me their symptoms accurately, then I can see what's happening in their body all the way down to the cellular level and find the root problem and help them understand how to fix that problem. You wish healthcare was like that, right? Yes, absolutely. It was, yes, <laughs> it's, Right. It's a frustration to see the pharmaceutical world and all these different things that you're going to be on medication for your life. You're going to go and, as you said, some of the stories you talked about your, your clients. So where's the best place people can connect with you, Janine, and go? Where can they go? Um, my website is quantum-health.us. My office phone is 269-470-7262. All right. Well, thanks, Janine, for stopping by. appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment.
We're back to the Neil Haley show. And when we talk about business and, you know, we talk about specifically enough boosting our business. I hear the topic. I hear the title. So I'm excited to welcome program Janet Nichols, author of Business Boosts. Janet, thanks for calling. How are you? I'm terrific, Neil. How are you? Fantastic. So let's talk about your background and we'll talk about why you wrote the book. Sure. Sure. I got into being an entrepreneur rather early in my career. I had a, a state job, which went south kind of quickly on me. I had an experience where I had to tell people information that was incorrect, and I was not at all cool with doing that. And so I sent a letter out that I had written without approval from either my supervisor or the district supervisor that went to the state capitol. (laughs) And uh, it came back and they told me very nicely that we love the letter you wrote, but you can't change government on your own. It was a very, very strong lesson for me very early. And I knew at that point that I couldn't work for someone else. I had to do my own thing because that, that just wasn't, wasn't good. So I learned very early. I was uh, 22 years old when, when I learned that lesson. And that's kind of how my title has evolved over the years that I like to live life on my terms and I like to have control over what's going on. And so that is, that's where the chapter kind of came from. So we'll talk about the book, Business Boosts. Why okay. write it? Why write it? So you're an entrepreneur. You just decided, hey, you know what? I can't do this anymore. This is not, I want to, I want to work for myself. So what kind of entrepreneurs are you speaking to in the book, Business Boosts? It really goes to mainly consultants, real estate agents, kind of solo entrepreneurs that, just need to hear that that voice in their head that says you know I have the drive I'm listening to the call I can do this and I can take control of my life okay so no longer have to so you really want the people that you speak to to be people that you decided I'm done the people that say I'm done I can't work for corporate anymore I'm done I can't I can't do the nine to five thing. I want to do something that makes me happy, passionate, makes me know I'm making a difference. And that's the kind of people you're looking to work with. Absolutely. They have kind of the same story you have. So when you talk about business boosts, you talked about one chapter in general that you're doing for a speaking engagement. I'm going to throw you into a different thing. If you chose another chapter to talk about, what would that chapter be? And you can kind of discuss that on the show today. What would it be? If I had to choose another chapter, it would be go. It would probably be around goal setting and just getting clarity on what it is that you that you want to do. What is your personal message? What is your personal passion? Kind of why are you here on the planet? What is it that you're here to do and and to to educate other people? I I strongly believe that all of us have a personal mission to relate to the rest of the world that we have through our, our life experience, a story to tell and a story that is not only interesting, but has life application 
and we can learn so much from each other. And the saddest thing is for that message to not get out before we exit this planet. And we, none of us know how much time we have. So it's, it's rather urgent that people get that across. So talking about goal setting and, uh, and, and setting that goal, what do you tell your clients in goal setting? So to kind of explain it, because we only have a few minutes, like first steps, tips as an entrepreneur for goal setting. What do you recommend them do, they do? First is to get clear. Ask yourself, what is, what is it that I want to accomplish? And then take the next step. What are the resources that I have? What would be the way to move forward? And also what obstacles might I face? I think it's easy to just write down things that you want to do, but you need to go the next step and say, okay, how do I accomplish this? Who do I know? What resources do I have? And what's going to stand in my way? And once you identify that, that's really the point where you make progress or don't because whatever obstacles are in your way, you can't stop. Ah, You have to. How do you identify those obstacles? Because we all have rose colored glasses. We wear. We do. We do. Identifying that would be what, when, when you procrastinate, what, what are you kind of afraid of? What gives you pause? Okay. We're all good. We're all, it's all easy to move forward on the stuff that we enjoy, that we feel talented with. But the challenge is what gives you fear? What gives you pause? What causes you to procrastinate? And then to observe those obstacles and then work toward either delegating it to an outside source or yes. getting a coach and working through it. And that's really working through those and looking and identifying them and say, I just, I'll get to it. Right. One thing right. I, I want to, I'll keep doing the work because it makes it easy. Right. I'll just keep being a solopreneur or another point is, uh, you know what? I don't want, I don't want to do it this certain way. I like to sell this way and I'm not going to sell another way. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? Those are obstacles in your way from really getting to where you go. Cause the experts say, this is what works. And if they have a proven track record, why do you feel that your way is going to work over theirs? when there's a proven method to do something. It's the, the, the it's right. not difficult to be successful in business. The problem is the obstacles that get in our way and identifying them and coming up to go through those obstacles. And that's what you do as a coach, right? Break, yeah. how break through those obstacles. You feel that that's the biggest issue as an entrepreneur is the obstacle. And it's a great, it's a great point for sure. Yeah. So based on that process, based on that, what would you... What would you say right now? You said you have to have clarity, focus. What, how can they identify those obstacles? What do you think? What I I think I give you some examples once. One is you don't, you want to keep doing the work instead of having someone else do it. You don't want to hire a coach. That's an obstacle. You don't want to, you don't want to try a specific strategy that's proven to work for everybody as an entrepreneur. Those are the obstacles. It's the blockages. It's not, the, there, there's a clear path, but yet those things get in the way, right? They do get in the way. And a lot of it is, in my opinion, a little bit ego-based and also a little bit ownership-based. And what I mean by ownership is that when you're a creative person and you have a special gift, talent, information that you want to get out to the public, that's your baby, that is your creation. 
And as human beings, we tend to be very protective of that. And that is probably one of the biggest obstacles of being an entrepreneur is to trust either your own judgment or judgment of a mentor or a coach, someone outside yourself that can help you see that and say, okay, this is not your strength. We need to delegate this or we need to approach it from a different standpoint. Love it. Okay. So Janet, where's the best place we can find information on you and learn more about you and purchase your book, Business Boost? Where can we go? My website is actually fearlessfinanceforwomen.com. And you can reach me at that web address. Well, we appreciate it, Janet, for you coming by and you've nailed it. The obstacles, something to think about when we're creating goals. We always think the goal is going to happen. We're going to attain that goal. Did we look at those obstacles so we can just work, go through it? It's a cost analysis. It's a analysis of the, the, the risks versus the rewards. And when you're looking at those risks, take a look at those risks and really analyze solutions to those risks. So I appreciate you coming by. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate sure. it. You're welcome. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show. And we'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley Show, and I am excited about always my guests, and I'm excited to talk this topic because stay current by learning new things is such an important thing because we don't learn things and we don't grow and learn new things each and every day. We stay stagnant. So I'm excited to welcome the program, Carol Bosser. Carol, how are you? And uh, thanks for stopping by. I'm very well indeed. Thanks, Neil. And I'm so excited to be with you today. All right. So tell me a little bit about your background and let's take me through learning new things and how each and every day we can learn new things. I'm sure that's one of your big passions, but let's learn your background first. Sure. With pleasure. Well, I'm talking, you, I'm talking to you today from uh, Lyon, France. You know, you, you can't tell that because today we are all so connected that you really don't know that I am a long way away. But I live in France and... Uh, one of the first things that I get excited about learning is new languages. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening here today who have tried to learn a foreign language at school, and that left a, a nasty taste in their mouth because not many people actually succeeded in learning a foreign language when they were at school, whether it was Spanish or German or French or Mandarin Chinese or English for some people. And um, what, what I have discovered in the course of my career as a language coach is that people tend to, to push that experience to one side. You know, they kind of think, well, maybe I'm not gifted for languages. Maybe that's something that I'm just not cut out for in life. And that is such a pity because, you know, Neil, that's not true. Everybody has a gift for languages. Exactly. Okay, so how then this is really simple. And, and you're talking about uh, different languages. How do you learn a language when you're just you feel like you have so much information in your head? You don't have the time to do it, but it's really an important thing to learn that second language. You have colleagues tell you this is important. You should learn another language. You shouldn't just stick to understanding the English language. You should learn another language, especially because we're becoming such a global world. I should know multiple languages, to be honest with you. When you go on something like Clubhouse, you're dealing with five different countries, sometimes six. 
but how do you have the ability to learn another language at a later age, like myself at 48? Okay, well, we all do have the ability to, to learn a language even later in life. And, you know, on the one hand, the big advantage that children have over 48-year-olds, for example, is that they do have a lot more time. They have a lot less going on in their life. But on the other hand, they're not so able to make connections, to form abstractions as we are in adults. So it swings and roundabouts. Uh, so, you know, your question, your question was, you realized that, that it's really important for you to learn that second or third or fourth language and you don't have time. Well, isn't that the story of our lives, Neil? Yes. You know, at the moment, we don't have time for anything. So we have to carve out time. Then first, we so that's have first. to carve out time. And you're only going to do that if you really understood that, that conquering this language is something which is important to you and something which attracts you. You know, if you feel oh, it's something that I really should do, that I really ought to do, you know, all those horrible words with obligation, forget it. Just go for that language. If you can see yourself, hear yourself, it tracks. It attracts me and want to do it. It really does. And it's just taking the time. And I'm a visual learner where I need to write things down to learn a language. I'm not the kind of person that can hear it auditory. I'm so much more a visual learner. I can, and I can read Latin, but, and I want to learn Spanish. But the fact is that the hardest part is I learn things by looking and, and reading it. And seeing it visually, I'm not the kind of learner that can hear things auditorily and be able to pick it up, especially in language, because it's rehearsal. A lot of things I need to rehearse over and over again. So that so first thing is carve out time. What's next? Well, the second you've already got the second thing. And it's wonderful because you are already so self-aware. You know how you learn. You know your preferred learning style. You know how you like to store and process information. And that's great because everybody is different. But let me tell you what you're not going to do. What, you know, really, don't go out and buy a grammar book. The last thing you want to do to learn any language is learn the grammar. You know, let me tell you, that's just a way for you to be bored fed up and abandoned as quickly as possible. In fact, I think the only people who really enjoy doing grammar are um, language teachers themselves. You know, let's get practical. You said that, you know, you want to go and say hi to people on Clubhouse. You want to converse in Spanish and you already know that you've done a bit of Latin. That is great because when you find a language coach, and that's exactly what I do, when you find a language coach, the language coach is going to define your learning profile and trace the best possible path for you to get to speaking Spanish as quickly as possible. Okay, so you've got a little bit of Latin and Spanish, as you know, is a Latin origin language. You, you like processing information visually. Okay, so we're going to put a lot of reading in your learning. But not boring reading, you know, something interesting, right. something that you personally are interested in that's going to make you really, really want to understand. And the fourth thing that we're going to do, you just mentioned carving out time. We're going to build a schedule in cast iron, a schedule that you will respect just as much as you respect your uh, 
going to the gyms, but schedule right. or your, I don't know, your fitness, your, your uh, eating, going to the restaurant, socializing schedule. So we're going to put that in your planning together. And that's great. And then you put that planning together and you have it. Now, how quickly can you learn a language if you hire a language coach or really three call months. Three well, months. You know, I hate, I hate to say that terrible answer. It depends. But it kind of depends what you want to do. If, you're, if your objective is to converse with people on Clubhouse, you know, and you want to converse in a way that means you're making connections, you're saying hi to people, who are you, tell me what tell me about your life, what you're doing, where are you, that sort of thing. You can do that in three months with a bit of Latin, probably even quicker. If your objective is uh, to go out to a business meeting and negotiate million-dollar deals, well, you know, maybe you, you want It'll to- It'll take long. Yeah, because it didn't it took it. I don't think I've mastered the English language, so how would I be able to do something <laughs> like that in another, another language? And do you recommend even more than a second language, a third language, a fourth? What benefits do you gain by we, knowing different languages? Yeah, We are capable of learning so much more than we think we are, really. We limit, we limit the skills that we try and master because we think that we can't process too much information at the same time. But, you know, you can learn to, I know people who learn, who know how to speak eight, nine, 10 languages. And I'm, you know, pretty way up there myself. Uh, different varying degrees of competency for each language. But if you really love Spanish, and, you know, and if you like the sound of the language, and if you want to go and say hola to people on Clubhouse or in Mexico on holiday or somewhere, start with Spanish. And then, you know, find another language that you like the sound of. Uh, that you imagine yourself having pleasure in speaking. And then, you know, after a couple of months Spanish, you can kick in with number two as well, if you're able to carve out the time. And the time, you know, believe me, Neil, I'm not talking about four, five, six hours a day, but regular slots. If you can give, if you can give me half an hour for each language, Monday through Friday, you're good. You can even have Saturday and Sunday off. All right, well, fantastic. Where's the best place you, we can connect with you, learn more about you and learn more about what you do? Where can we go? Well, thanks for asking. I do. I have a website. Uh, I think you can see how my name is spelt. And my website is www.carolborsa, one word, dot fr for France. All right. And so you're a language coach, not just for French, but other languages as well. You can for coach any-, any language that you can learn. I can help you learn it faster. And how does that help you in specific ways with this global world? That's the last question for you. That, you know, as we know in Clubhouse, we could be in the same room with seven different countries. How important does that help get business deals done and different things if you're willing to learn that language? Well, isn't it wonderful when you're in a room with, with people speaking seven different mother tongues? It's amazing. It's all about connection. We're going to do business with people we like, and we're going to like people that we can communicate with. It's as simple as that. Okay. We appreciate you coming by, Carol. Thanks for coming on the Neil Haley Show, and take care. My pleasure. Bye-bye, Neil, and thanks. All right. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley Show. And you know what? Everyone wants to achieve success. It's a big, big thing, and my guest today is going to talk about it. But the problem is sometimes we – 
lose our personal life. We lose who we are. We lose what, why we live each and every day. And especially in entrepreneurship, we sometimes kind of get into this, this tunnel, especially with COVID where we're just going to just continue to live groundhog day over and over again. That's what I thought for so long, especially doing Zooms all the time and not being in one physical spot and not moving. I felt like Groundhog Day for the first 14 months. So I'm excited to welcome our guest, Eva Medelec. Eva, thanks for coming by. How are you? I'm doing great, Neil. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this topic with you. Okay, so here's the problem. We all want to achieve success in, in, in our corporate world, in our corporate job, or in, let's say, in our, again, in our entrepreneur job or self-employed or we're a serial entrepreneur. What mistake we make is we lose something and you want to teach us not to lose that, right? Lose pretty much our self-worth, lose who we are, live, lose what we really live life for, right? Exactly. I mean, when you think about a NASCAR race, those drivers are doing everything they can racing at high speeds so that they can finish the race, hopefully win it without crashing and burning. And every time that lead car stops for a pit stop, I find myself thinking, oh, my God, if you stop now, you're going to fall behind and lose the race. And most of us, we're racing nonstop, trying to do everything that we can do to get ahead, not realizing that if we don't stop, we're sacrificing our health, our well-being, and our relationships. So taking those pit stops is necessary so that we don't break down along the way. So how do we do that? Give us some quick, some quick tips today, because I think a lot of times we've tied this topic in certain aspects in different ways, but I like the fact what you're talking about is to create the life you really want to live and allow the job or the uh, or the business to not be the life you're creating exactly. on that. So give me give me some quick steps, some quick tips that we can exactly. look at, checklist and look at. First of all, you know most of us are killing ourselves trying to create that work life balance, but balance is not equal because when you have a scale that's perfectly balanced, the number on the scale is zero. So if you want to jumpstart your success and advance your career without sacrificing your health, your well-being, and your relationships, I would say to start with three things, okay. three things. And I call it my CPR to jumpstart your success. So the first is clarity. Be clear on what makes you happy and ask yourself why you don't have more of that in your life. Is the vision that you have for your life matching your reality today? And then we have P, priorities. It's up to you to be clear on what your priorities and values are, because studies have shown if you don't have clear priorities, you're up to 30% more likely to miss out on success. And when you have clear priorities, it's easy for you to make decisions, the right decisions about your life and business. Mm. And the third, the R, take responsibility for setting and creating the boundaries because setting boundaries creates safety. And without boundaries, we are saying yes to everything to please everyone. Yes. And we're ending up burnt out, overwhelmed and exhausted because of it. And so it's your responsibility, not only to set the boundaries, but to communicate the boundaries so that you get support in achieving the clarity on your goals and priorities. You, you've nailed it. And the last thing I think is the biggest part of it is that we do 
after we come up with this plan and we get to the final thing and the evaluation, the result is, are we doing those things we said we're going to do? And are we really going to, are we really doing things to create the life we want? And so I look at it like, oh my gosh, in my business, I want to work Monday through Friday, but when Saturday comes, I don't want to deal with business. I might do an event or something that, but that's not the kind of business that I'm going to deal with clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis where I'm taking calls 24 seven or doing interviews on Saturdays and Sundays. Exactly. I'm making sure that I kind of carve out that time to really have that enjoyable time. And what, when you're an entrepreneur, as I quote that I want to start living is that beach lifestyle that one of my mentors, DJ Reynolds taught me that you, that you're doing work by the pool or, or you're traveling and doing work. You're not stuck in the same place all the time. You're not stuck in the monotony that we dealt with in COVID. And I have to look at those things and say, can I make that happen? And I want to make that happen. We have the control to make it happen. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have this formula that I call S plus R equals R. You've got a situation plus R, which is your reaction or your response equals the results. So you have a choice on how you react or respond. And so when you have that choice, what's important for me is taking that responsibility to communicate what you want to create so that you have the support to keep you honest and in line and integrity. If you say, look, I don't want to do interviews on a Saturday. So you tell your team, you tell your family, you tell your kids, and I bet you they'll see if they see you trying to sneak in just one thing on this Saturday, your kid's going to say, daddy, remember you said you don't want to work on a Saturday and you'll have that accountability because That's you great. communicated your intention to everyone that can support you. And let your clients know, hey, it's Saturday and Sunday. Call me yeah. Monday through Friday. There's emergency. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to be able to. And we make that mistake all the time. Or we take on specific things and certain things. And then in a lot of ways, experiences, things like that, make sure you make it part of it. So if you are traveling to do an event, you make sure you do some other bucket list stuff that's just fun and relaxation and checking out and seeing things. And it's hard because we put ourselves in this position well, we're living it. We're not thinking how it's affecting our health and our well-being. And one of the things I've learned in, in this past like couple months is specifically enough that I have to take time to smell the roses. I have to take time to understand, wow, there's something outside of work. That's hard for a workaholic. But they have to identify that fact because they're just trained in that way. And yeah. you have to kind of retrain your brain to understand these things. And I've learned some of those things. So because you're afraid you're going to miss out, but your success depends on your ability to prioritize without regret or guilt. You've got to master the art of saying no. And because we have so much FOMO, fear of missing out. Am I going to miss this opportunity? Am I going to miss this chance if I don't say yes to this opportunity, even though it happens on a Saturday when I promised I wouldn't work. So you've got to learn how to prioritize without the feeling of guilt or regret, because our feelings are very rarely aligned with what's best for us. You'll feel the guilt, but I would say say no anyway and stay true to your plan of what you're clear about, what you're prioritizing and your boundaries that you've set for yourself. All right, best place we can go and find info on, info on you. Where can we go? EvaMetalek.com. All right, fantastic. Great things to think about. That was a masterclass of information. People need to jot that down and look and kind of uh, at the end of the night say, am I really doing that? And how can I make those changes today 
to change those things. And if it's out of my control, how am I going to make that plan in 90 days to make sure it happens? So I appreciate you stopping by. My pleasure. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley Show. And when I think that a lot of times we make a mistake is we constantly are serving others. We serve each other in our businesses. We serve each, each our loved ones. We constantly are doing service, but we're missing one important component, self-care. And my guest today is going to teach us how to really develop self-care habits. Elaine Gibson. Elaine, thanks for stopping by. How are you? I'm great, Neil. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. It's great it's, to be here with you. I'm. It's great to for you to be here too, especially when this is such a huge topic. All of us are told we need to be of service. We need to do and serve others. But if we don't serve ourselves first, we become empty. And we don't figure that out So sometimes it's too late. We burn out, right, Elaine? Absolutely. And the, bi the biggest problem is that when we, don't when we don't figure that out, and then if we wait too long, then what seems to be little becomes a real crisis. And we don't want anybody to wait for a crisis. We don't want anyone to wait for a crisis. And when we do do that, oh my, it's a big, it's a big problem. Biggie. So I guess what, who do you think is not doing self-care enough men or women in your opinion? Well, that's an, in, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, especially since my sweet spot is women over 50. Um, but living with lots of men it, through my, my children and grandchildren and husband and all that, it's a different um, concept because women seem to feel that, and let me talk about, which I'm talking about passionate, caring women that are so busy taking care of everybody else that somehow we have come to believe that self-care is selfish. And that is crazy because in actuality, Neil, my experience from the hundreds of women that I work with personally and, you know, being around, listen, I'm 76, been around the block a long time. You definitely don't look 76. I trust. I believe in self-care. Yes, <laughs> look, you I've do. Flowers. Let me tell you, these flowers here, I would have put them out for you. They're here all the time. So, um, the, the thing is, is that the greatest gift that we can give to the people that we love is taking care of ourselves. Yes. And we've got that backwards for some reason. We definitely do have it backwards. And but why? Why do we? But see, I brought up the men thing. I think the, some some men absolutely, especially uh, fathers who are entrepreneurs or work mm -hmm. and do all these different things. They used to be really into the self-care stuff. Like well, the, the Sunday, it's all football. We're going to watch football. Exactly. And right. now we're, play golf. We're play and, play golf. Right. Those things are disappearing for a lot of men. And uh, I'm bringing this up because this is an interesting topic when involving self-care. I know women definitely need self-care. But men used to be, okay, they're going to go golf. They're going to go out with their buddies. They're going to go bowling. Mm -hmm. you know, the, these things are kind of frowned upon now. In ways. And that's too bad. And the, the significant under doesn't understand that they need to go out and be with the boys. Yep. They need to do these things when it used to be not taboo 
at all. Now it is taboo. Am I right? Am I starting to see that? You are. You are. And uh, you're you're actually, uh, you're hitting the target right on the bullseye. For some reason, we are in a, it's cool to suffer kind of environment that we're in right now. We're in a lot of um, turmoil and it's, it can sometimes feel like taking care of time for ourselves, again, feels, um, feels selfish, is not right. And interestingly, you know, you talk about men and listen, I'm an athlete. I'm all about being out there and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes women's self-care can be frowned upon or feel that they're frowned upon where that doesn't seem to be the message for men. And that is a big, um, that's a big gap. There are lots of gaps between women and men. We want, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. But that gap of a woman taking her care of herself is dangerous. It's very dangerous because when we are not focused on taking care of ourselves, then symptoms start to creep in. And I call those body whispers. But our body is talking to us when we are going against taking care of ourselves and being our best. But we have become so um, aligned with the symptoms that our body is giving us, whether it's exhaustion, whether it's extra weight, whether it's inflammation, whether it's allergies, things like that, that we don't slow down enough to listen to these symptoms. And they become so familiar to us that we begin to feel that they are a normal part of aging. It's not true, and that is a very, dangerous place to be it seems like a very dangerous place to be mm-hmm. looking out that there's whispers but i think it and what do you think is this age of, of selflessness and service and servitude in so many ways for somebody else where do you think that's coming from that we need to be selfless people and never have and never be selfish the, the well, development of that and you've seen it in your years yeah. involved in this and how it's gone mm-hmm. back and forth why is this the future now? Oh, I shouldn't think of myself. I should think of others. Well, um, I hope that it's not the future. I think there's more conversation now in, in different verbiage about being in the present. You know, when we're worrying and concerned and all those things that can really drive us into emotional um, not well-being that's when we're worried about the future. So we're either so worried about what's going to happen in the future, or we're so filled with baggage from the past that we're not here today saying, what do I need to make my best contribution to the world? Let's think of a self-care checklist right now if you're really taking care of yourselves. Let me just say that The number one thing that I start all my clients with or anybody that will listen to me and take a deep breath here, Neil, because you're going to go really late. I'm going to tell you that starting your morning, starting your day with hot water with lemon is an epic game changer. Hmm. And it gets you hydrated. It gets everything moving. 
Uh, every time I start a new client or talking or something, I always encourage people to do that and actually have them text me pictures in the morning. And when they do that 10 days in a row, I send them a gift, you know, a little gift, right? The emails that I get are unbelievable. The texts that I get are amazing. I never thought I could feel like this. You know, weight is starting to fall out. I'm pooping. Uh, inflammation is is um, subsiding. All it's such an easy thing. Another thing that I would suggest is keep something live around you all the time. It's all about energy. Honest to goodness, I have flowers all over my house. Whether it's that. plants so or awesome. flowers, yeah. it's a great investment. All right. So those are the, see, I wouldn't have thought those in self-care and Elaine, we could talk about self-care for hours, but there's many different places, but to contact you today would be the best thing. And uh, to talk about self-care. So where can they go? Uh, well, our website is renewedlivinginc.com, renewedlivinginc.com. And you can reach out to me at Elaine at renewedlivinginc.com. Let's see right. how we can get a little self-care into your life. Okay, hot water with lemon. Start your day with hot water with lemon for 10 days. And Elaine mm -hmm. will send you a gift. Go check out Absolutely. our website. Absolutely, just appreciate text me the picture. <laughs> All right, thanks, Elaine. Take care. Thanks, Neil. All right, you're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to The Neil Haley Show. And when we talk about in life, and we deal with certain things. We look at ourselves in the mirror. We're unhappy. We really don't feel like we're living the life we want to. There's someone here that's going to help us through this process because you have to live the life you want to live. And if you're not living that life, there has to be a reason. So I'm excited to welcome the program. Uh, Deborah Moorhead. Deborah, thanks for stopping by. How are you? Uh, thank you, Neil. I'm, I am great. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And Deborah, when I start thinking about, you know, the specifics of, um, when I think about the specifics of just of, of, you know, the whole, the whole process of living the life you want to live. So many people feel like I just missed it. I'm going to have an unhappy marriage or I'm really not being the parent I want to be. Uh, you know, and I, I just feel like life has passed me by and I've really not accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. How do we stop that? How, so we can achieve goals we want to achieve. What is the reason we're doing that? Uh, how do we get, get out of that rut? You know, Neil, that that's exactly people come to me, obviously, as a as a therapist, marriage, family therapist, people come to me all the time. And they're they they are coming to me exactly for those reasons. They are um, they're unhappy in their marriage and they're fighting all the time or they they find that they keep yelling at their kids and nothing is happening the way they want it to. Um, or they're even unhappy with their own health and that they're not really doing a good job of taking care of them. That's exactly what happens. And when I work with people, there are three things that I consistently do so that they can finally stop doing all the things that get in their own way and get what they actually deserve, what they desire in their lives. And the three things that I talk about and I spend time to make sure they really know is, first of all, they need to know 
they need to know themselves. Um, and, and that's a broad thing, right? But the bottom line is you cannot change something if you don't even know why you're doing it or that you're doing it. Right, exactly. And uh, so you see a lot of people that just don't know what they're really doing or don't really have a plan of action and what they do, they just go with emotions, with emotions and motions. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what it is. Yes. You know, one of the things that I consistently say, and obviously I'm a therapist, so I look at this is that so often we bring our past stuff that we experienced in our childhood, uh, things that we've experienced in past relationships, and we bring those things into the present situation. And then we are reacting from those places. And when that happens, and more often than not, we're not even aware of it, but when that happens, we are behaving in a way that will actually get the opposite of what we want. And, and why that's that? why they yeah. don't know what's going on. Why? <laughs> you know, our brain. So let, let me let me give a good example, because I think that will really help pitch help things. The way that our brain works is we have a uh, our 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 is our hind brain, but it basically works to try to to uh, protect ourselves, to try to get our needs met, to try to survive. That's the way that we all our brains are made. And so in childhood, so if I give an example where we're in childhood and let's just say, let's make it something, you know, kind of known, let's just say we have uh, one of our, 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 our parent, our father is an alcoholic parent. And so comes home, you know, drunk some nights, may yell at mom, uh, other issues that are going on. And so that, that basically that creates a sense of not feeling safe. It may create often, uh, it creates a sense of not feeling like important. I'm not, I'm not cared for. I'm not important enough. And so then we get into a relationship and let's just say my partner's not necessarily an alcoholic, but my partner uh, said they were going to be there at a certain time, but they ran late and they didn't let me know. And they didn't text. They didn't let me know. And all of a sudden I go back into that feeling of I'm not really important or I'm not cared for. And by the time my partner comes home, I'm basically screaming and yelling uh, at them and that's what we do over and over again. And that's just like one small example of that. Oh, yeah. It's we, we want to practice a specific thing, yet we practice the opposite. Exactly. We don't want to yell at our kids, but yet we yell at our kids because we're in a certain mode. We don't. We want to punish and set guidelines, but because we're too exhausted, we don't. These are the things. We want to be nice to our significant other but yet because of what triggered us that doesn't happen those are the things right that yes and that's why i always start with the self-awareness 
because if if you don't understand some of those triggers and where they come from and why they're there, if you don't understand them, then you will be consistently behaving in ways that are the exact opposite, opposite of, what, of what you want to behave. Exactly, exactly. And, and right. And it's hard sometimes to understand what people want and what they need. So you really have to look at yourself and look at the reactions and say, if, what reactions are causing arguments? What reactions are causing people to be upset, right? Yes, then yes. you shouldn't do that again. Exactly. And that's why then I go in after I, I make sure the people I'm working with have a clear understanding, self-awareness, they know themselves. Then, of course, we've got to go into the second piece that I always do is controlling themselves, because just because you're aware of it, your brain is still going to want to react to those triggers. Can, that stop? Can you stop it? It's yes. never say sometimes say people can't change. Can they really? Oh, yes. Yes. Always. I mean, I would not be in this business if I did not believe people can change. Plus, I've seen it thousands and thousands of times. So, yeah, the whole purpose is we think, you know, in we think that, oh, this is my feeling and these are my thoughts. So I have every right to say whatever I want and react however I want. And yet that is always going to shoot yourself in the foot. It is always going to work against you. Uh, again, remember that survival brain that we have. We, uh, you know, the best example is, you know, right. If I'm, I'm, I'm going for a hike and I'm, I've got to get back down to my car. And all of a sudden I see this, you know, up ahead of me, I see this snake in amongst the leaves. My hind brain is going to go snake, right? Oh my gosh, I'm going to die. It's a rattlesnake. I live in California, um, right? It's protecting me. Yes. And, and then I decide, okay, wait a minute. You know what? Uh, okay, what do I need to do? So I decide to get a long stick. I take the stick. I go push it underneath it. I flip the snake out of the way. And I realize that it is a curly, dirty piece of bark from a tree. That's what our oh, brain is doing all the time. And we react sometimes to that and we have to stop ourselves from reacting. So Deborah, this is a topic that trust me, you really understand that people need to contact you. Where's the best place they can connect with you? Where can they go? Yeah. And the best place to connect is DebbieMoorhead.com. You can learn all about what I can offer. And the bottom line is you, when you work with me, you will feel happier and you will get the results that you want in your life and your relationships. All right. Well, thanks again, Debbie, for coming by and I really appreciate the time and thanks for coming on the show. Take care. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Thanks, You're listening Neil. to and watching, listening to and watching the Neil Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. We're back to the Neil Haley Show, and I have the first time ever a definition I do not know, especially talking about specific things. So I'm excited to welcome the program, Kathy Lenz, and she's going to talk about shadow stories. And I, first of all, I'm just going to say that that's the perfect topic. So what is a shadow story? That's the perfect way to start the show. How are you? Hi there. Thanks. You know, it's, it's funny because it all came to me one day when I was actually watching the musical Wicked, because I don't know about you, but I grew up with Wizard of Oz. I was just like, hey, I know about the witches and the shoes. And But when I watched Wicked, I was like, wait a minute. 
The story I thought I knew was not actually what was going on. The whole background there with the witches of the things that they were best friends and yet that didn't show up in the show. It was like there was a whole nother conversation of what was going on, what things they were willing to share, to see. And it was that moment as I watched it, I said to myself, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we all do. We all have parts we hide. And it became, it was real for me because it's been something I've dealt with most of my life. I'm an adult survivor of years of child abuse. That's not something that I was actually willing to talk about with most places. And yet it's the conversation of when I stopped hiding, I suddenly had power. I had the ability to live my life fully. And it's an incredible feeling to have the chance to do that. That's those shadow stories that we keep hiding them. We don't want anyone to see it. And when we can truly be in that place of actually living it, knowing that it's not just that wound we carry anymore, but the badge that we carry, we you know have, it's all a different thing. All right. So shadow stories. And that's the, the, the thing that we act like we're living this unbelievable life. Everything's fine, but we're not going to others and telling them, who do we talk to? That's the question I'm asking, Kathy. So if we're going and we're, you know, look, let's think of somebody like Robin Williams. He was, you know, he seemed the happiest in the world. We found out how dark a life he was living. That would be an example. And most of, of the time they don't. That's the thing. That's what's really derailing most of our lives. We have feel like we have to hide it, that it can't be shown. I've seen this again and again as I've talked with women business owners, because that's who I'm working with. They're like, how did you know about this? How did you know about it? And I'm like, I need to only look at the statistics. I can see what the tendencies are for women. What are the struggles that they have? And in the process of doing that, I said, it's actually taking the time to own it. The question that I found really helpful with when I work with my clients is I say, you know, let's start with like, where are you at right now? What's the good in your life? What's the bad in your life? Who are you because of those things? And for the first time, people have actually stopped and considered like both sides actually contributed and built on who they actually are. And in that moment, they're like, wow, wow. Because most of the time it's like, I want that buried. I don't want that dealt with. And I'm like, do you realize it's tripping you up everywhere you go? The best example I can give of this is like when I came to that old point in my life, I actually turned to some friends, some colleagues, and I told them what my background was. And they said, oh, Kathy, we've known that for years. That was obvious that everything that you do. And I'm like, what? Like, how could that be? I've hit that so hard. And like, no, no, you didn't. (laughs) And they're like, we didn't know exactly what it was, but we knew there was something and it drives every way time you talk about someone, how you work with someone, it influences it because you're trying so hard to hide. So and and I was just at that wake up moment. Exactly. So when you're telling somebody that, right, you're t- you don't just tell the therapist, you're telling your friends too, right? This is not that's the- up to each person to what where they want to go, yeah. how much they want to share. But, but- how much you share makes you feel better, right? having somebody to to not stop holding in some of the things and the challenges and strides trials having someone that you can tell firsthand your fears your hopes your dreams that's very Anything hard that even, even the person that you're next to in life you know that you could have been married to your your, your kids or different things really kind of if you can get to that point 
and admit, hey, this is really what's bothering me. How does that help your mental health? Well, it helps your mental health because it's actually a sense of freedom. But I'm going to take everything that you just pointed to. When I talk about it causing wreckage in your life, it's in your work. People feel like they can't trust you. So they're not going to do business with you. It's do you have a significant other who's by?